Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton-Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network. The Best Ever You Show is here to help you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. And now, here is your host, Elizabeth. Uh, we're starting the show with a little bit of audio problems, so I've called in as a as a listener <laughs> to see. I've got the host queue going. I'm on my phone. Eh, whatever. Whatever just happened, happened, so we're going to roll with it. So that's why we're talking during the intro. Just make sure we can hear each other because all of a sudden the audio blanked out. So, Sharyana Boyle, how are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Can you hear me <laughs> okay? You. I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm on a phone. Okay. You're on a phone. It's all good. The the speaker equipment or something or blog talk. I have no idea what just happened, but whatever it was, it was. So it's all good. Um, beautiful, beautiful. I'm so glad we have you here today with us, everybody listening. Um, we have Sherrianna Boyle with us. Um, she is the author of two books that I absolutely just love. She has more books, but um, I think the two we're going to kind of just focus on, talk about, find out who she is, what she's all about and all that. Let me tell you the names of these two books that I love, um, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Embrace the Power of Your Anxiety and Transform Your Life. And then she has a new book that just came out called Mantras Made Easy, Mantras for Happiness, Peace, Prosperity, and More. And um, she's a, gosh, she's a psychology professor and a mindset trainer and just all these really cool um, yoga and meditation practices. So I'm going to just sort of be quiet and welcome you. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm great. I, I'm good. It's snowing. My my kids are home. We have a snow day here. So we're all home. We're all home. Today. So everybody listening, we yes. have kiddos in the background too. So we've got good audio to pick up on all background noise. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. good. Yeah, perfect. Whatever. <laughs> um, and to anybody listening, your website is, um, I'm just going to spell it. It's S H E R I A N N A B O Y L E dot com, Sherryanna Boyle dot com. And yeah, so welcome. And what do you want to, what would you like to do? I, I, I want to make sure I introduce you to our audience so everybody knows who you mm-hmm. are and what you're all about on a, like if you were to if you were to tell me what you do with a non snow day, mm-hmm. is it that what do you do in your normal like day? Are you a, a professor or do you do all your yoga yes. stuff? Or do you uh, write or? Well, I, I I am a professor and I, I teach psychology, and I also teach the yoga program at the college that I work for. So on a regular basis, I'm teaching yoga and meditation, but the way that I teach yoga is a little different, I think anyway, at least I've been told by students than how other people might teach is that I have integrated a lot of the knowledge from the books and the insights. And one book you didn't mention uh, that came after The Four Gifts of Anxiety was a book called Choosing Love. So The Four Gifts of Anxiety is really about how do you transform anxiety into another vibration so a vibration of love of of courage of that anxiety is not bad it's just that it hasn't been transformed yet and very often anxiety means that you're in the journey formation 
but we get scared and fearful and we feel like it's not working. So we go back to square one again and we think that we're stuck and all this other stuff when in fact you were actually well on your way to love. So in the four gifts of anxiety, I talk about tools for transformation. And then after I wrote that book, it was, it was really about providing a resource for people choosing love well, how do you maintain this? How do you maintain this on a daily basis? How do you maintain your vibration so that you're, you're not always feeling like you're in the process of transforming your, your anxiety, but you're actually holding a higher vibration, and that is by choosing love. And the thing about choosing love, though, however, is a lot of things come up with that, and I find I've found that we have so many beliefs about love and conditions that are put on love. So that needs to be dealt with. We need to acknowledge that. And we need to know that we're evolving as human beings. And with that means that we're changing our belief systems about love. So choosing love is all about that. First of all, love never left you because we have this belief that love is here and then it's not, and then it's here and then it's not, or some of us had it and some of us didn't that we have to earn it, that we have to be prettier, thinner, smarter, all that kind of stuff. And that's just all a bunch of lies that we have been telling ourselves, which interfere with our ability to hold our vibration. So choosing love is about that. So when, when I'm on a yoga mat and I'm supporting people, it's really about acknowledging how this lives in the body, acknowledging these belief systems shifting them to something new and really taking each thing. And yeah, for example, I just did a practice the other day with my college students. It was all on the difference between being calm and being centered. And that's a whole nother thing that we've been taught these belief systems about calm. And it's not that calm is bad or that we were wrong, but we really didn't give everybody the full picture. So being calm is just, the very first step of the process of moving towards your, of your centeredness. So coming from your core, your state of being. So these are the kinds of things that I will do on a daily basis is I will come up with sort of a theme and I will find very often it ties in with uh, clients that I'm seeing out of the office. I, it's amazing to me. I'll see people and it will come up as a theme and then I'll know that spirit's trying to talk to me and they're trying to let me know this is something that's really important that you need to know that's impacting people. So I'll have very similar themes. I'll carry it through the yoga classes. And so it's very, um, that's kind of what my week looks like. Yeah, no, it's mindful for sure. And, and, um, Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I know I was really hoping that, um, I know in in the back of my mind I'm like oh I I've I've wanted to have you on for a really long time and um, just haven't coordinated it quite perfectly and we I'm so glad that we found this kind of stretch of time um, I have four kids myself and I didn't do very much work or shows last year and, <clears throat> excuse me and I just love your books and everything so I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're on and I know one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on for so long was I just I absolutely love this book, The Four Gifts of Anxiety. I love your other ones too, but this one in particular, I really mm-hmm. usually I don't pick up books and find them like life altering or life changing or mm-hmm. you know it's like this is great you've written a book and I'm happy for you and all that stuff, but um, there might be a snippet of it that you love. 
But this book, um, this book is so helpful. I, I hope anybody listening who suffers from anxiety or depression, that's my goal, is like to listen to this show and read your book, <coughs> excuse me, and get some help for real. Um, because anxiety, it's the first book I've ever seen where it was like anxiety is a gift, really? In what way? <sighs> because most people are like, this, this is awful and I'm suffering from this, and I'm trying to deal with this, and it's messing up my life and world, and I'm different from everybody. And um, so could you could you just take a minute to anybody listening, because mm. I really want to share this show with a lot of people I know that suffer from anxiety and pull you into their world so they know they have a point person mm. to go to who knows that it's not, you know, you're not an awful person. Um, you have a gift, or there are gifts that can you, help you. Yeah, you just you, exactly, and and there's so many different aspects to anxiety. I do. I had a tremendous amount of anxiety. I, I'm pretty sure that I talk about this in the book. But I was in one year. I was on five different medications at one point. I kept trying a medication, and then I would get these side effects, and then the side effects were just as bad as the symptoms of anxiety. So then I would get off that and go on another medication. And in one year I had five different medications that I had tried. And then I got the phone call from the doctor that said my liver was not looking good. They had done some blood result, blood tests and they said that there was an issue. And I thought, you know what, I'm all, I'm all done with this route. Like I, they didn't even tell me it was the medication but I just knew yeah. intuitively that this was not the route for me and I didn't want to keep trying things and I didn't. So at that point, that's when I went off everything and had a little bit of a breakdown, which was really, as we know, it's very often a breakthrough. And it was when I finally started to really listen to my body and what my body had to say. And it turned out that my body was trying to help me all along. It really was. It had Our bodies have a voice. And they communicate through the symptoms and they communicate through the tension and the nervousness. And it doesn't always mean that there's something wrong, but it means there's something that um, the body's trying to shift your path a little bit. And it's the only way that it really lets, can let us know how. So our body is, is really our soul. Our spirit is housed in our body and our, our body is also housed in our spirit. Our spirit is a much bigger part of who we are. But the, the symptoms of anxiety are the same, made of the same thing that, that love is made of. And, and we know that, that if they are, it's all energy. It's just energy that feels constricted and, and is suppressed, has been layered with a lot of reactivity and it's not the, the emotions themselves. Anxiety means that we are reacting to the emotions that we have pushed down in order to cope. And I talk about coping in the book, and I don't believe in coping. I think coping means managing with what you have, uh, which, with what you already have. You think about the word coping, it means to manage. So why would I want to manage symptoms of anxiety when I can transform them it doesn't make any sense to me right why would I want to it just makes no sense so it wasn't until I really started to look at it as um, my body's giving me a gift an opportunity it's changing my direction here and and I'm going to listen 
So, and, and when I had all those symptoms, Elizabeth, I had just left a job because I had my first daughter and I was just on a, on a hamster wheel. It was non, <laughs> it was nonstop. And I had taken the job right fresh out of school and it was just, I didn't give myself a chance to even catch my breath. And I was so into you know, wanting to do a good job and working overtime and, and waking up early and staying late. And, and so then when I finally stopped, it was like I, my body just was letting me know what had occurred, that everything that I was pushing away. And so it wasn't until I started really writing and that my first book was powered by me for educators. And that's when I started to really look at how I was living my life and then from there, the four just of anxiety started to emerge of, okay, body, what is it that you want to let me know? What is it that you have to say? And then integrating these, um, this awareness with some mind-body techniques and really transforming the energy. And, and again, then it was about holding the energy, and that's what choosing love was all about. So it was all kind of they all follow each other and they have very different titles, but they're at different, mm-hmm. you know, the first, the first book was all about, okay, I recognize that this is the way I was functioning and in a school system I was working and then it followed, okay, well, I'm, I'm now I want to deal with this. So how do I train provides a step by step, um, the four gifts process for doing that. And, and, just creating that new energy. Yeah. Mindful techniques. Um, do you think everybody suffers from anxiety in one form or another or one level or another at some point? I think I, I think there's some global anxiety happening now. I, I Well, it's been happening for a while, actually. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think that we have to remember anxiety is a group of symptoms. It's not... It's not like saying I feel nervous, that when you talk of anxiety, you're talking about I'm having a physiological and a psychological response. So I have, I'm experiencing self-doubt, insecurity, fear, but I'm also having a physiological response, maybe increased heart rate, trouble sleeping, maybe having some bodily pain. So when, we, when we're talking anxiety, we have to know, I always tell people, be really mindful of that label because it, that in itself is saying that I'm experiencing all of this. And so what I suggest in the four gifts of anxiety is that you begin to really look at, well, what do you mean by anxiety? That's the first step. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Because if you walk around saying I have anxiety, you're walking around saying I have anxiety heart rate I have trouble sleeping I have you know you're walking around saying all of that and the body gets overwhelmed it's like where do I begin and you're not really so the first step is to identify well okay I have increased heart rate okay well let's begin there let's just focus on that 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 I'm experiencing and that's the other thing I talk about in the book is rather than watch your language so when we say I have the subconscious believes that that's we are so we know the subconscious is more than 90 percent of how we respond comes from our subconscious mind so when we say i have anxiety you're basically solidifying that in the body 
So we have. So instead of saying I have, we refer to it. This is my experience right now. This is my present experience. And so, as soon as you say that, it drops in the body. I can feel it just by saying it out loud now. Yeah. I I remember getting ready to talk, and I had been so interested in gifts of anxiety, and. I was giving, getting ready to give a talk on the, on the book, and I started to feel anxious. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? Like, I'm getting ready to talk about this book, and I'm feeling anxiety. And I realized I actually had to change my presentation because I was constantly letting people know the language that they have to be mindful of. I was, I was saying out loud, and I was feeling my body have a reaction to that. So I had to really change the way I presented the book so I could calm myself down. I was like, wow, I'm actually, I can see how this <laughs> languaging can really ramp things up. Like, oh, yeah. what's going on? So, so that's a huge thing that I, I want to recommend to people is uh, really watch that word. It's not a bad word, but it's a loaded word. And the body will begin to react. So it's, so it's really what's about a gift? what like what's the gift yeah. of anxiety? Like what just pick one and just kind of explain what you mean by a gift of anxiety because because um the you know it's it, again, you know, people's general view of anxiety of well this is just just not a, a gift or a blessing, it's more of a curse. Right, so, right. Um, well, the go gift with the is, gift the and gift, explain what you mean. Right. So the gift is the is the is the transformation, right? So if I the gift is when you do simply, when you acknowledge something, so say something like, um, let's say nervousness, you know, feeling nervous or feeling um, feeling self-doubt, which that's another tricky one because I believe doubt is actually a reaction. It's not really a feeling. It's a reaction to a feeling of feeling not good enough, right? So if we really go underneath doubt, usually loaded with I don't feel worthy or I don't feel good enough or I don't feel ready for something. So with with the with the tools, we acknowledge that we close our eyes and closing your eyes is a way to already sort of unhook unhook the visual stimulation because a lot of anxiety comes in through the eyes, a lot of stress comes in through our eyes. The moment you close your eyes, you're going to start talking more to your body than than your brain. And so we acknowledge, okay, I'm, I'm not feeling, um, I'm acknowledging this belief that perhaps I'm believing that I'm not good enough. So with the tools, you might, uh, there's all different ones, the ones that are scientifically proven like tapping or um, there's the tool of rubbing your hands together and using your hands like magnets because they are, they're magnetic in nature and putting it in front of your forehead and holding it there so you can really pulse into the forebrain, which is the, we have two lobes and one lobe is more reactive than the other and really pulsing. Okay. I'm choosing. And those words I choose, that's why I wrote uh, choosing love in the verb. I choose right here, right now to clear this, this no longer serves me. It's for my greatest and highest good, this feeling of not feeling good enough and then connecting and helping to 
pull the energy with our hands like Reiki, you know, like this, and taking it from our forehead and just bringing it and and almost imagining you're sort of pulling that out of that area of the brain and taking three deep breaths and then relaxing your body. And so when you use these kinds of tools, and I've done group work with these, and I've witnessed it so many times individually and, and in groups that people get a sense of relief. They, they feel more grounded. They feel centered. So by acknowledging that the core belief underneath that nervousness, giving yourself a chance to move it, to create, to move it with your hand, with your intention, I talk about intention a lot in the book, transforms the energy. You feel more grounded and centered. And the gifts are, a lot of the gifts are guidance. I, you know, I'll give you an example. I had an, um, the other, I've been working with, someone who, um, a family, and this one of the individuals in the family is um, a younger person, and they've been having trouble getting a job, and and they aren't going to school, and everybody's worried about this person. Like, what are they going to do? Like, they need to get a job, and they need to do something. You can't just sit around kind of thing. And so I have been assisting this person in learning to transform exactly what I'm talking about here, this not feeling good enough, they're not feeling worthy. And I've said to the family, listen, you got to back off. It's not going to work that way. Everybody has to just trust this process. We don't need to go into the doing thing and make a list and set these goals. And I'm not saying that's bad because that's, that can be very valuable as well. But we've got to work with the energy first. We work with the energy. I'm so glad you just said that. Yeah. I'm so glad you just said that. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you for a second because yeah. as you were saying that, I'm like, okay, I, like if somebody goes, I just want to kind of put this out there into like also a little bit more practical stuff. Like if somebody's sitting there going, well, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel good about myself. I, you know, I feel like crap when I wake up every day. And the bottom line is like the real thing underlying is like let's say they're overweight because that's one of my specialties. Mm-hmm. I help people lose weight. Um, okay. You can't sit and, you know, tap and wish and do all that stuff away. You know, it, it just doesn't work. There's a lot of mm-hmm. work that goes into, you know, physically, you know, getting well and being healthy and losing weight. And, you know, there's a whole lot of things. Um, but I love what you just said because you've got to deal with the energy first and then mm-hmm. the action next. Because a lot of people, this is like right. New Year's, a lot of people go into action mode on New Year's. They're like, okay, it's new. It's the new year. I'm going to be like a new me. And then on January 2nd, they wake up and they're like, oh, here I am, <laughs> you know, kind of thing, right. with a long list of yeah. goals. But they haven't dealt with all the stuff to get those goals to actually work out if they take some action. Like that's why, like, February 15th, yeah. everybody's crashed. Um from you know and and doesn't feel successful not everybody but you know it's a generalization but you know what i mean like a lot of the goals remain unachieved because they haven't done what you were talking about um so can you go back now that i said that and tie it in a little bit absolutely so that that's what i have suggested to this family and they've trusted me and so we've transformed same thing tools same exact tools from the book 
using the mindful tools, transforming the energy. And then just recently last week, they walk in the office and they say, guess what? We went to go pick up uh, photos somewhere. They had an errand to run. Somebody was there and they said, hey, what are you doing? And the person said, well, I'm actually need to get a job. And they said, you know what? I have a job for you. <laughs> and that, and that's and it's and it happens to be something this person never would have went for. They would have never felt qualified to do that. So it was an upgrade from where this person thought they were. So right. uh, the point being, when you change the energy, uh, the gift of the of this energy, and the gift is the transformation. The mm-hmm. same energy. We're not, we're not getting rid of anything, and that's the main message in that book. We don't get rid of anxiety. We transform it. We're not getting rid of bad stuff from you. You're not bad. It just is heavy and needs to be given a chance to be uplifted, and I call it going through the purification process. And the purification process is, really removing all that reactivity and those old patterns and belief systems, and they go right along genetic lines. We know that we can now with, I'm I'm writing a new book now, and I'm researching all sorts of stuff about trauma, and it's really about, um, I mean, it's unbelievable the science of inherited trauma. It's blowing my mind. I knew it was there. What's inherited trauma? What do you mean by that? We can inherit trauma if, our, if one of our uh, family members went through trauma. So let's say someone had their sexual abuse in the family. Right? So you can imagine the emotions or the suppressed emotions and from someone who has been abused. And so right. we, can, we can inherit that, those patterns of suppression. We don't inherit the sexual abuse but we can inherit the patterns of turning off our emotions for protection. That can That's run right through us. It's, it's fascinating. I mean, we know now just that they've been doing all this testing on mice that they, that on triggers, that they introduced a certain smell to uh, some mice. And then they, then they, these mice have babies and they, introduce the same smell to the babies later on and they have the same triggered response as their parents and they'd never been exposed they were only only the parent was exposed to the smell that's pretty wild so things it's it's wild absolutely wild so there is a a space of the gift Uh, i believe it's like it's like any gift if you really really receive a gift and that is one of the the gifts of the four gifts of anxieties you learn how to receive yeah this is well, so, that is yeah no it's it's a great book learn and, how and to re- again yeah oh go ahead well we could well, go if you, we could go on and on we could go on, on the for, book could, <laughs> for a whole hour if you don't uh you, if you don't know how to receive then you don't know how to honor another you have to fully receive be able to receive energy Let's say someone gives you a compliment and you have a hard, people have a hard time receiving a compliment. They might give someone a compliment right back. Oh, you have such pretty hair. Oh, well, you have such nice whatever, blah, 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 blah. You know, they do that kind of thing. They right. kick it right out. They don't let it touch them. And so part of 
the fourth gifts of anxiety, when you, when you transform, one of the greatest gifts is you get the ability to receive. And when you get the ability to receive, that means you're going to be able to receive love. And that is a big thing with people is they want love, but then when love comes their way, they are unable to fully receive it. And a lot of it is through these, yeah. That's Um, a skill in itself, really being able to receive. And so that's another, that's probably one of the biggest gifts you get once you transform Do you want to talk a little bit, since you you said it, (laughs) um, can you talk (laughs) about like one or two things somebody listening could, um, uh, you know, learn from the call, like to how to receive love? Because I think most, I don't know if most people think about that. But you're right. What you said is just a really practical example. Yeah. Like if somebody walks up to me and says, oh, your hair's so pretty, I'll, I'll throw, oh, you're, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like an, it, it's not that I'm not receiving it. It's it's kind of like a, a like a, just it's a uncomfortable. response, sort of. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it, it is uncomfortable. It, yeah, it's like a knee, it's a knee-jerk response. It's a reflex almost. It's almost like, almost, um, sometimes you feel almost that instinctual quality that we're, that's not that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel, yeah. that feels weird. Uh, yes. Well, that actually is why, again, they're all connected is why yeah. I wrote the mantra book. Why I wrote mm-hmm. mantras made easy because it's one of the easiest ways to teach yourself how to receive energy because the, the, the practice of a mantra, which I ended up researching, uh, <laughs> I, it kind of happened by default. I was doing a mantra practice. I was already loving them. And then somebody called me, someone I know, and said, there's this spiritual statue for sale. And it's been in Tibet, in Tibet, in a temple. I know the person who's selling it. They really want to make sure that somebody, the person who receives it, is willing to keep up the rituals around it. And I was like, okay. And she said, I thought of you. I just, you came to mind. And I thought, okay, well, how much is it? (laughs) Yeah, is it free? (laughs) It was way more than I would ever. I just don't usually spend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, exactly. I said, I need to think about this. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't get this sacred statue out of my mind. I hadn't even seen it. I, I didn't even know what it looked like. So finally, I'm like, so okay, fine, I'll buy this. Yeah, so I buy this statue, and I'm excited. I'm like, okay. okay, you've lost your mind at yeah. this point. <laughs> Just this like, picture. Like, like, kids, everybody your husband and my husband today. need to get together and have a chat. <laughs> yeah, I do the funniest stuff like that, too. It's like, what are we buying? Exactly. Or food a cat? Or, you know? and, and how do you know that, you know, he's uh, like, are you yeah. sure this isn't a scam? You know, like, whatever, I, I, I'm drawn whatever. to this. You know, it, it is, it is. So and I remember the day it arrived in the mail and we're all standing around cry. the package opening it and I'm so excited and here it comes out and I'm gonna be honest, I mean it's not attractive. It's it's not <laughs> but I honestly I, I started to I said, Okay, what is the so they what is the ritual? And they said you have to keep up yeah, no, it's it's not attractive at all. And I have this this and I, so I tell my children, nobody touch this thing. Do not let your friends touch this thing because it just breaks. <laughs> it's your college money. <laughs> I've got three. I've got 
three in college at once, starting in the fall, so everything's funny to me. Oh, God, I've laughed so much about money this past week on this show with people. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that's so seriously. funny. And they're just like, don't worry, Mom, we're not going to touch it. And I'm like, well, please, nobody touch the find out that it's been mantras. So I get up every morning and I chant. Now, I find out the legend behind the sacred statue is that Buddha requested that the um, he was um, they wanted to harm him because there were certain people that wanted to harm him because he was threat. He wasn't. They didn't know what he was. Is he religious? Is he not religious? It was fear. So this statue that I have is of um, one of the disciples that protected him when he was harmed. Yeah. And when Buddha died, he his request was please chant for him so he doesn't suffer karmically for what he did so this is what I do every morning I get up and I chant 108 mantras and I've been doing this for a while now you know we can't laugh at that that's serious (laughs) it's yeah I do it every morning but I will tell you I know how to receive energy how (laughs) (laughs) That begs the question, how? If you mantra 108 times out loud a day, that's all exhale, right? So even if I say the mantra, I'm worthy and safe, I'm worthy and safe, I'm worthy and safe, I'm worthy and safe, I'm worthy and safe. If I sit here and I do that, I'm worthy and safe, and I'm worthy and safe, I'm worthy and safe. And I keep doing that. We should can yeah. we tape another show and just do one taping of that and let people listen to it? Like that could be your audio. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, sure. keep going. But yeah, so if you do that, what happens? So if I if I were to do that, I'm worthy and safe, I'm worthy and safe, I'm worthy and safe. I'm closing my eyes, I'm feeling my body, I'm worthy and safe, letting it roll around my and worthy and safe. After and I do it on my my mala beads, so I hit that hundred and eight bead. And what's gonna count? happen? I just do the beads. I switch my finger on the beads so I don't have to count. I get to that 108th bead. And I've been doing this mantra, and all of a sudden, my body says, takes a huge inhale and a huge exhale. And I can feel the vibration running through so your body. To try that. And that, you have to try that. And you will feel yourself you will feel physically different you will and if you do this every single day for 108 times like I do I do I do several I do first that's the one I do I do some for my children my one of my children is going to the heart no I don't do 108 for them no no I do okay uh, no, I do about 10, and I do the okay. Sanskrit one that I do is in the Sanskrit language. Sanskrit is known for high vibration. So that right. one is Om Jambala, you know, Zaylin Rasulahai, say that 108 times. Well, say that again. I will re- Om Jambala, um, Zaylin Savaha is the one that I say 108 times and then I will go in and I will talk about um, for for my my little one right now is I say now that so and so is calm and confident many good friends come her way now that that. so and so is 
now because she had little friendship things going on, you know, it's typical, normal nine-year-old stuff, but I just support her. So I'm not in reactivity. I will support her through mantra. Now that blah, blah, blah is calm and confident, many good friends come her way. Now that blah, blah, blah is calm and confident. And I do that about 10 times. I take an in-breath. I receive the breath and download it into my body. So a lot of that, and that comes from the four gifts as well, it's really about downloading new energy, downloading new programs, downloading... How did we get on this conversation? I oh, no, this is cool well, because where, I, I want to How did we get here? <laughs> no, no, so, I, this is great because it's it. I'm really into stuff that's, um, you know, it can it can be a. I love stuff that's different from what you might normally be doing. You know, people are all. That's what I'm all about. Mm. People are always searching for you know how to make their life better. They just don't know what direction to go in. And so I always feel like I exist on the planet to connect people. That's why I think I interview so many people is to connect people, um, even if it just turns around and changes one life, hearing you, mm-hmm. that's a life that got just got changed. And I'm all about that. And I just love that. You never know who you're going to interview or who you're going to impact or change or whatever. But what I, lo- what I want to ask you, uh, because this is real life stuff, and it's a it's a practice that can be implemented. But what here's where I'm going with this. Okay, I know that you have been married to your childhood friend um, for a very long time, and you have three daughters. Yes. Okay, so yes. I know that you are not a different person, but your energy has transformed. It's different today than it was when you first married him. And yes. I have been married. I'm going to just bring me into the loop here for a second. I have also been married for a very long time, and I have four sons ages 15 to 21 at this point. We, t- we giggled about my three that are going to be in college in the fall. There are a lot of us yeah. out there who have been married for a period of time or know somebody for a period of time. What I'm wondering if you will address, and I can do it too, but I'd rather have you do it. When you are in a relationship and someone wants to make a shift in their energy, very often that's mm-hmm. where the marriage crumbles because the other person yeah. can't get on the same wavelength as you know it's like i it a lot of anxiety and a lot of stuckness and and like especially for women they're like okay i got to do something different here and a marriage will fail or a relationship will fail because somebody's energy is about to change or their path or what they want to do or there's a thousand things. So, you know, like I I worked a career in the financial industry for a kajillion years and one day I up and came home and like, I quit. <laughs> and I became a hay house mm. author. You should have seen the look at my husband's face. He's like, you did what? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And so can you talk right. about that a little bit about um, – yeah. How he, what his response is and what your children's response is to your change because I think <laughs> a lot of people are fearful of making changes because there's people yeah. around them. Somebody may be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know? Yeah, it. It, I, I can, and it's it's interesting, Elizabeth. You you sniffed me out, but I, this is what my next book is on. <laughs> oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, and and I never felt comfortable talking about relationships before. I I always choosing love is really about learning to love yourself, learning what love really is all about, and clearing all that, all the uh, belief systems and programs that we've been raised with and passed on from culture to um, and throughout a family line and in our society. But that this new book is really going to be about this and. Uh, 
well, <laughs> this is so loaded. I I believe that yes, when we start changing our energy, um, the other partner might start to feel um, like, what's going on? You know, are we still are we still together? Like, are you still the same person that you were before? And can we still connect? And I do. I do think it's important um, to have your spiritual practice and your tools and techniques, but I don't, we do have to be mindful of thinking that we're moving forward and the other person's not moving. We have to be willing to make time for each other and connect wherever we're at. And, uh, but I also think that went through the mantra practice. I, I actually did a mantra practice that was all about remover of obstacles. I knew that my marriage wasn't doing well. And I thought to myself, okay, I know something's up here, but I'm just going to mantra it. I'm just going to see what happens. So I did the one for remover of obstacles, which is in Mantras Made Easy for about 40 day practice and lo and behold, the shit, the shit hits the fan, right? Everything comes out, you know? And I'm like, okay. And I, everything came out big time, but this is the difference because I had, I believe that I had such a solid mantra practice. My my vibration was running so high that the way that I responded to everything that happened, I think my husband finally got it, what, what I've been doing all these years, because he never, he never, ever, ever thought I would respond in the way that I responded, never in a million years. And he has so much respect for me now. And it wasn't like I was faking it. I just, I think he finally saw, wow, this stuff works because she could have been out the door, and rightfully so. And, yeah, I chose um, – I knew, I, knew, I knew exactly what felt right for me, and I've never, ever doubted it. So I don't know That's if that answers your That's, question I'm, 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 or not. Yeah, but, well, no. Yeah. It's, it's interesting I, because, you know, it's real. And, I, you know, I've gone yeah. through this pretty much, you know, I don't know if it's the exact same thing or whatever, but, you know, I can feel myself. I, you know, it's interesting. I call it kind of like a growing up in a way of like just more and more and more and more awareness. I'm 47. I don't know how old you are. Um, I think I'm older mm-hmm. than you um, by a big bunch. But um, No, you're not. You know, you, you, know, you just you feel yourself. Um, I love those words, calm and co- confident, because I don't know mm-hmm. – that the twenty-year-old me was this calm, confident one. It was more of like this high achiever, like I, I'm gonna, you know, kill everybody in my path to succeed. Human being, you know, and there were dead bodies. <laughs> I mean, not literally, but you know, there were, you know, I, you know, you just step on people's heads to get to where you're going, and it, no mindfulness, no anything. You know, I just wasn't raised that way, and it wasn't until I, you know, had some issues with my health, with. Um, you know, nearly dying a few times that in my 20s where I was like, oh, there's there's a little bit more to this whole thing and this whole life, and there's a way to go about this very differently. And I just completely shifted my whole world to, like, this course. And, like, for me, I, I think one of the, the reasons why I've connected with you so much is 
you know, I, I sense that you're not afraid to do new things and learn new things and implement them in your life. Like, I love yoga, and I'm, I am having to learn it. I'm an old gymnast. And yoga is very similar in the way that you warm up for gymnastics. Pilates and yoga are kind of the same thing. Those are the gymnastics warm-ups. But, um, you know, it's frustrating to me because my body doesn't move the way it did when it was 15 and in gymnastics. <laughs> you know, so I'm like learning yoga. And there's just all these things that you implement as you as you go through and you find things that resonate with you. And I love the fact that you talked about that because people you might be on a completely different path and wavelength from somebody else. And mm. um, it's a catch-up. Well, Does it, he do it is, some of the things? Yeah. Yeah, well, Sorry, I, I think that's the, it. Went, it cr- you know, things really cr- crumbled, and then mm-hmm. he was able to recognize um, during that really, really challenging time, he was able to see the growth. Um, and now, uh, does he do the similar things? He has his own way of. He doesn't do yoga or meditate, but we do have a. Uh, we we are working on our communication, which has been huge, cool. absolutely huge. Yeah. And and I mantra for my marriage all the time. So I have an old, my, and that was the I I had so many mantras going on. I mean, I think sometimes when you feel that separation and someone is so distant and there's such reactivity there, I just in my point of view is. Don't even try to handle it on the physical level. Like, just go for the higher self version and talk. You can still communicate with them, even though they may seem like, you know, we're just not on the same page anymore. Or we just don't connect anymore. Start connecting. You know, there's a reason that you're together. I mean, our souls yeah. came together for a reason. I don't care. And so start on that level. Start start mantraing and having a, a dialogue in that way. And that's sort of what I did to kind of bring a, to bring him and he and I back together again. And, um, and I know not everybody would, you know, make the choice that I made to stay in the marriage because it was pretty, it was, it was a pretty significant, but, and I'll yeah. talk about it in the next book, I promise. Yeah, but, no, it's fine. Don't, yeah, you don't have to. It, we don't need to get into it now. It's too much to get into now anyway, but, um, the point being is you can still connect with them to their higher selves. Their higher selves are always available. They're always available. And don't yeah. ever think that, that you know, before, you know, you have a special connection. And don't let anything come in, in between that work or, or anything that's going on. Or if you feel like you never see each other, again, I really feel like, you have the ability more than anybody to communicate with their higher self. Yeah. So just start, develop a mantra, you know, now, and I had one going, I remember walking my dog around my neighborhood and saying out loud, now that my marriage is spiritually connected, we are happy. And I don't know, I had something like that going. I can't remember now. This is a long time ago, but I would walk around and I, I just, come up with something now that my marriage now that we are spiritually and emotionally connected we are happier than ever now that my marriage is spiritually and emotionally connected we are happy I had that word spiritual in there because that's the part that I was feeling like 
I'm on my spiritual path, but where's my, where's my spiritual partner, you know? And so now that spiritual partner has showed up big time. I mean, he's blowing my mind, blowing <laughs> my mind, the, the progress. Oh yeah. And it doesn't look like the way I'm doing it, but it's there. He's doing it in his way, but he's showing up huge. Integrity is showing up and my children get to witness that. Cool. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think so, anybody who knows me, I've, I'm divorced once um, uh-huh. and then remarried here for about 20 years. And um, I have two children from my previous marriage, and we are that that example of, like, um, co-parenting to the T wonderfully. Like, before it was popular, uh-huh. this was years ago, you know, that, that divorce happened. You know, you, people used to just fight over kids and fight over everything and, you know, all that stuff. And... We've gotten along really, really, really well for a long time, all of us, <clears throat> and um, it's it's kind of it's kind of wonderful and in you know in itself and um, but it but some of those you know it, it it also that experience also played its part in developing best ever you and you know all the things. So I mm. think that um, you know one of the things I wanted to say was you know you teach other people. Um, and we and we join together as a community of people in a way um, when you share your experiences. Like if you never mm-hmm. said that, somebody listening might be like, oh, you might not have ever known that, and you may mm-hmm. have just saved marriage somewhere or whatever. You know, you have no again, you have no idea. And so I I love it when people are brave and vulnerable mm-hmm. and share their experiences. Um, and you know, not everything's always rosy. You know, there's there's stuff. And I, I appreciate that very much because it, it makes people not feel like they're not alone. Absolutely. They're not alone. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. alone. But it, people feel that way. More than ever, people feel alone. And, no one's um, alone. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's cool. It, you know, people always feel like their problem is their problem and they're embarrassed by it or they don't want to share it or and nobody, you know, you don't want anybody to know about it. You know, all that stuff that comes in. Talk about anxiety. And so right. I think it's cool that you that you talk about that. And you're writing a book about it even, which is awesome. Um, so tell me tell me a little bit more, if you would, about – can you teach me about yoga a little bit? Like to somebody listening who might want to know, like, yoga and meditation, yeah. can you start us on a path of here's, – here's what I'm going through. Everywhere I turn, there's a different kind of yoga – I don't know which kind of yoga I'm supposed to do. There's chanting yoga and hot yoga and this yoga and that uh-huh. yoga. I'm like, I just need to go in and like feel like I'm stretching, <laughs> you know, kind of right. thing and, and yeah. be mindful. Which yoga is that exactly? I'm super into um, a gal with, by the name of Ellen Barrett who does all the grace and gusto. I've mm. I've taken it's not it's not just yoga though. It's it's like yoga fused ballet and stuff. She's beautiful. She's out of Connecticut. I love her, Ellen Barrett. Mm -hmm. Teach me, teach us, where do you go and where do you start? Somebody Hmm. who is middle-aged, put me 15 pounds overweight. I'm really 20. And (laughs) if you want to get that weight (laughs) off and, and, you know, get healthy again and find some some youth a little bit to yourself. Where do you go? Yeah, I... 
Well, I mean, yoga is so widely available now. I really do think it, it's nice as much as we can get it off the internet and YouTube and uh, DVDs and all that kind of stuff. I would recommend going to a class first. I really would. or Because I think that part of yoga is what's called sangha, which is community and just being, being in a community and um, that in itself is going to make you feel better. Just being with other people. Now, if you're someone who has a hard time with other people or has social anxiety can be big for some people there, there's so much availability now that you could probably find um, studio, some studios that have very small class sizes. I mean, that's, it's not uncommon now to, to find a place that maybe has three or four people in a class and you can call and ask about that or, um, which yoga are you in? Are you in like restorative yoga or? Well, I do a little bit of everything based on what I feel, but I, I think that if you are depressed a little bit mean towards depression or fatigue, low energy, I would suggest you get something with some movement you don't want to be too restorative means you're not you're you're more hanging out in a pose for a while you're you're holding a pose for several several breaths which can be and if you have high anxiety that might actually give you more anxiety <laughs> i know for me <laughs> when i first started i i went to a class that moved way too slow and i was like you got to be kidding me like i i, yeah, I somebody move. shoot me right now you know what i mean <laughs> So yeah. I think if you if if you have I walked out of my first yoga class. My walked out. I did I was like, too. I actually, because they were, I, I just they were singing and I'm like or chanting or whatever and I'm like it gave me the giggles and I'm like oh my god please no because I am prone to that big time, and it made me laugh yeah. so hard I just had to walk out. I'm like oh this is actually funny to me. I wish I had my video camera, and they were so yeah. serious and chanting and all stuff. Yeah. I'm like okay I'm not I'm clearly not here. <laughs> Exactly. Anyway, because yeah. now I probably yeah. would be so, respectful of it, but back it up five years ago, and I was like, oh, that is funny. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I mean, it, exactly. And so <laughs> if you're if you're highly anxious, I wouldn't, I would ask about that. Like, I would do something yeah. middle of the road, something with movement, something that's, uh, the, it could be Hatha yoga, it could be yoga flow, Yoga for be- sometimes people just like that name yoga for beginners because it makes them feel like they're not going to be the <laughs> so only one. Terrible. <laughs> Although it's yeah. hatha yoga. Well, There's one so one half a day on Instagram looking up hashtag yoga, you're like, well, I know my leg isn't going to go vertically up in the air like that ever yeah. again. You know, <laughs> you know, you're so intimidated. Exactly. It's like, okay, I just it's, need like yoga can. for people who don't do yoga. Uh, Elizabeth, I teach it. I mean, I teach a class at the YMCA. So yeah, I do. I teach one class a, a night there because I I love our, the YMCA. We've been part of the YMCA since before I got idea. married, and I just do it so our family can go there. And I do it so that teenagers have easy access to the style of yoga that I teach because I do I do get a lot of a young people today with anxiety that come to see me, and I like to. I like to eventually bridge them into yoga because they can learn everything that I'm teaching them in the office um, by going to yoga, right? So it's a great bridge once they feel comfortable. 
so I wouldn't hesitate to start somewhere like that, like a local gym or I, I just think the main thing is, is at some point, if you have anxiety, you're going to have to get in your body. It's 50% of the symptoms can be reduced just from physical movement. Just physical movement. It doesn't have to be yoga. But I wouldn't recommend going for a walk and having a bitch session. That doesn't work. The research says the worst if you have someone. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm curious. Like, I cannot. I am so, I've started to say no. I can no longer walk with people who call me up and say, hey, do you want to go for a walk? I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> because all they do is dump truck on me. Like, you know, they yeah. know kind of like the field I'm in. So, like, your whole walk yeah. is somebody else's problems. Like, oh, no. <laughs> No, 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 no! I'm not walking five miles with you with that. No, yeah. so people no, like yeah, if I really want to walk anxiety. with you, you sign the agreement. <laughs> you know, you exactly. Talk. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's <laughs> that's, a, that's what the research says. Don't walk and have a bitch session because you're oh, not. You're God. just maintaining anxiety. Yeah, and it's, <sighs> you can feel it. It's like you have to oh, take yeah. a walk after taking a walk. It's like going on it's vacation my... and then needing a vacation from the vacation. <laughs> oh, my God, we need to talk more. That is so funny. I'd, I'd get back in the house, and my Peter, my husband Peter would be like, well, how's your walk? I'm like, well, I think I need to go, like, on up to a spa or on another walk. I'm not sure. And so I finally caught on to, like, what people were doing. And um, – and you know you don't it, you know you don't want to be rude to people either you know but you you come back from your walk and I'm like I'm really hyper right now <laughs> you know, like, every button on the elevator has been pressed like several times and I don't know you how just to help it's too much information just, yeah oh it's so funny so yeah I yeah. I agree so, with you don't go you are going to have to yeah go quietly you have, <laughs> sneak out sneak out put your hat on and your sunglasses. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, a rule, too, with us. Like, if my husband and I go walking, it can't be like a honey to, you know, it can't be a honey-do list either way or anything. It just no. has to be a walk. Uh, oh. You know, look at the pretty sun, look at the sky, you know, everything just completely, you know, nothing. Exactly. No, no, somebody got to be. Or, and, including your including your partner, because that, that to us, too, we would go for walks and we would talk about the kids. And that really, yeah. that doesn't go over too well. So, I mean, you no. just you just got to learn. If you're going to go for a walk, go for a walk. But don't talk yeah. about the kids. And you got to throw driving together in there, too. If you're going for a drive by yourself, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody doesn't want to stop, pull out, you know, pull over and get let out. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, the, but, you know, the main thing with people with anxiety who come into a yeah. yoga class, is don't try to keep up with everybody else. I mean, that you just really take the – one of your greatest tools, and I talk about this in the four gifts, is one of your greatest tools is your tool of choice. Our choice, the ability to make a choice, is your greatest tool. You get to choose. And so the moment you start putting your body into something it has no business being in, now you're you can't be present. You you're in suffering. <laughs> oh, you you're know in, that's brilliant. Yeah, you, got, you get you, to choose. You, you just you get to choose and and be willing to modify and be willing to be gradual and developmental in your practice and don't try to do everything everybody else. I mean, it's it's 
kind of normal. I see people do it all the time, but really it's, it's, that's really what yoga is all about is hopefully the teacher will make you feel comfortable and safe so that you can take it down a notch. And we're going to cut off here. Hang on. I I hope I can still hear you past a certain point. Hang on. The show's going to end. Can you still hear me? I can can still hear me. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep going. Anybody who just listening, who's listening, it might have dropped, but it should be okay. But um, we're past okay. the hour point. I didn't mean to interrupt okay. you either, but I wasn't sure. No, what was that's fine. That's fine. I don't have my headphones on. Um, mm. Yeah, I love that the choose thing. Um, do you have the ability to choose? I like that a lot. I just wrote that down. I like that. I wrote, it's a I tool. So it's one of your great. It's your greatest tool. Greatest choice. Tool. Choice. Yeah. All right. I I'm not choice. keeping you any longer because yeah. I know you're having your snow day. Enjoy that. Yep. It's snow. Oh, you made it snow here too. How'd you do that? <laughs> I just looked out the window. It's snowing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, we are in Maine. Anyway, all right. Lots Aww. of love. Um, you it's too, so cool Elizabeth. To finally, yeah. It's so cool to finally have you on the show. Love your books. Love your website. Um, I I follow up with a post about you. Um, I'll put your books up again and your website and all that stuff, and we'll get you um, so people know the show was here and they can listen on free replays and all that stuff. So happy snow day. Awesome. You and, too. Um, can't Thank wait you for so your next much. book to come out. That's cool. When's that coming Thank out? You. When's your book coming out? I don't know. I don't have yeah, a date I yet. Same thing. I, I, I haven't. Yeah, very. They, they've told me they want it, but they're, they're making me sweat. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through the same thing. But as of yesterday. It's a good flat. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. So, all right. Lots yeah, of love. Thank you very, very much. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Awesome. All right. Take care. Um, to everybody thank listening, you. thank you so much for listening to us laugh and, and have some joy and talk about mantras and choosing love and four gifts of anxiety and um, just beautiful, um, fun conversation with Sherrianna Boyle. And um, just to. Um, let you know her website again is sherryannaboyle.com there's a link to her website from the show i'll also um like i said i'll do that blog and make sure we just get you know everybody on the same page and connected um and i'll post her information on twitter and facebook and in the community and also on linkedin i did a little bit of that with the show today but i'll follow up with the blog as well but um thank you everybody so much for listening and um we're going to be back next week with two shows uh we're going to have eleanor garrow I'm sorry, Eleanor Garrow Holding on the show. Um, for anybody with food allergies, she is the um, CEO and founder of FACT, and that's the Food Allergy Anaphylaxis Connection Network. And um, we'll talk a lot about food allergies. That's Tuesday the 14th. And then on Thursday, I have Dr. Leland Stillman coming on the show, and he is the creator of the app FoodWise. And um, he's got this app you can go and scan labels, and it'll, it'll tell you all sorts of information about the food that you're eating, um, including allergens, but it goes beyond that because he talks about more than food allergies um, and goes into overall well-being and all that stuff. So we're going to have kind of a food week next week, um, and then I'm going to Minnesota to see my parents. So excited. So, all right, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thank you, Sherrianna, for being on the show. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Um, enjoy. If you're on the East Coast, man, it's snowing. I can't believe it. It's March. Fall to play. <laughs> All right, everybody, take care. Thank you. 
thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.